you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. No extra music videos, no nothing, just straight to football because it was a beautiful day <laughs> yesterday. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City. It's Monday, September 12th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, alongside a jam and Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and a Super Bowl champion, Jason McCourty. Guys, it was like the 1 o'clock games, the window yesterday, it, it hurt oh. us. It hurt us all offseason, and they just put it on a platter. And they're right like, there. here is everything that could possibly happen in like it's nine true. games total. If Bengals Steelers could have been the only game of the day, and we would still be completely emotional. <laughs> Over. Yes. That was wild. And Sunday night was wild. So we get to the lead block of Let's Monday do it. after Let's week get to one. It. Let's go to Jerry World. Buccaneers versus Cowboys. Tom Brady, the oldest quarterback to start a game in NFL history. 45 years, 39 days. This was the Ryan Suckup Invitational. Just kicks and kicks and field goals until Brady said, enough of this. I don't care if I'm 95. That is Julio Jones. Remember him? He used to wear number 11 for the Falcons, Alabama. He's six for the Buccaneers now, and he made a giant catch there for 48 yards. A little slow to get up, but he's tough as hell. Got up afterwards. Buccaneers will get another field goal, 12 to 15. Got Touchdown! Yes! You can get six points at a time. That is Mike Evans. That is beating Trayvon Diggs. Mike Evans, 76 touchdowns since entering the league. The most in the niffle. You notice we haven't shown any Dak Prescott, any Ezekiel Elliott, certainly no CeeDee Lamb. There's a reason for that. In the hardest high five ever, Dak Prescott hits Shaq Barrett hand to hand, immediately grabs at his throwing hand, the thumb, the joints. He's going to run off and kind of looks like he's staying positive. He's not in this crazy pain or anything like that. And yet you hear that he has a big, big time hand issue. He's going to require surgery. Dak Prescott going to be out for weeks. A disastrous start for the Dallas Cowboys who scored three points and lost their quarterback. Let's hear what Dak has to say after leaving the game and maybe how frustrated he is. Take it away, number four. 
Yeah, it's very disappointing, but injuries happen. Can't necessarily control it. Just unfortunate, obviously going to miss some time, uh, not be there for my team. And that's what hurts more than more than anything, uh, especially after the start that we just put out there. Um, wanting to be able to respond and not necessarily having that opportunity for several weeks. That's hard because it feels like it happens a little too frequently to him. So frustrating is the perfect word. As we bring in our NFL Network insider, Ian Rappaport. Ian, we saw Dak. He left in the fourth quarter last night. What is the latest that you're hearing from Dallas about their quarterback? Yeah, devastating injury for the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. It is a clean fracture of his throwing thumb. It is above the joint. It's something that he's going to have surgery essentially right away and could have been worse, could have been more complicated. A clean fracture is at least a good sign that it could be repaired relatively quickly and get Dak Prescott back out on the field. As far as the timetable, what you're looking at is more than a month. Probably even more than that, they're going to have a much firmer timetable after he has surgery today just to determine the extent of the damage, but simply could not grip a football yesterday. And you wonder why Prescott would run to the sideline knowing he's injured when you can't grip a football as a quarterback. That is as bad as it gets. So he is now going to be out indefinitely. Cooper Rush, who had some moments last year, certainly had some time, the backup quarterback. He is now going to be the essentially the starter now going forward for the Dallas Cowboys. All right. That's what it is. More than a month. Not what anybody wants to hear if you're a fan of the Dallas Cowboys heading into the rest of the season. Tough break all around. What does this news mean to us, though, for the Cowboys? I mean, it's devastating for the Cowboys. I mean, Dak, thumb injury as a quarterback, yeah. impossible to throw the ball. And I think we talked about his offensive line all offseason. Dak was under pressure a lot yesterday, was sacked two times, and just they weren't able to get anything going on the offensive side of the ball, only putting up three points. And now you're talking about a Cowboys-led offense that doesn't have Dak Prescott for extended time. I know Cooper Rush has some time, but that's not what the Dallas Cowboys are looking for. They're talking Super Bowls. They're talking about having an incredible season this year. Without Dak Prescott, it almost seems impossible. The thing for me watching the game, though, Ezekiel Elliott had 10 carries for 52 yards. He averaged five yards a carry. But they only gave him the ball 10 times. Mm -hmm. Even with Dak there, if Ezekiel is doing that well, hand the ball off and run the ball and let the offense go through him. September 12th, are the Cowboys done? Is it should fair to that, say that? That should have been the question of the segment. Or is yeah. this a hot take? I, Monday morning, overreaction, everyone laughs and like they roll their eyes like they were bad with Dak in the lineup. Yeah. Really bad. Cooper Rush is not a top 32 NFL quarterback. I think I can say that objectively. He's played in the NFL, and he was on the practice squad until a couple weeks ago, and they elevated him for this week one game. It almost felt as though the Cowboys with Dak weren't going to be no. you know, content. This was a very one-sided game. Fewest points they ever scored in, in Cowboys games since Troy Aikman's NFL debut in 1989. Defense was okay. Micah was flying around like that. Michael Parsons is really good. Really good. Yeah. The Cowboys are on five times on primetime this season, mm. and they have, like, every 4 o'clock window. Days of Our Lives, I saw the big headline, Days of Our Lives is now going from regular NBC to Peacock. It's on a streaming service. Is it too early to say the Cowboys, maybe, in these five primetime games, maybe they go to NFL Plus and we put... I, I don't... <laughs> do, it's September 12th. On plus. I like that. I don't know if, if they're worthy of that already. Like, that look of McCarthy looking at that scoreboard mm -hmm. like, to see mm -hmm. the penalty, because mm -hmm. there's yet more... More penalties. Mm -hmm. It's not knee-jerk. Kyle, we have 31 other teams to talk about. You know what? The, the, the shot that we already have of the Cowboys is basically their team logo, which is Jerry standing there with like 50 microphones around him, and he's like, oh, with a, we're very disappointed. Like, we're already there week one. But this is what I would say. You have 
a superstar running back who mm-hmm. makes $20 million a year. You have a superstar wide receiver who's in the 88 club and has his own commercial about it. You got uh, Lawrence Taylor, apparently, on defense. You have a, air quotes, Super Bowl winning head coach. Why are you dead? Can't we rally around those guys and go 500 over Cooper Rush? I'll tell you this. Eagles won. Giants won. Commanders won. They all won, guys. They all won, and not a lot of people saw it coming. What in the name of Ben DiNucci do we have to do to get a re- get decent back. quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys in yeah. the backup spot? We can't get a Geno Smith type. Why? Dak gets hurt a lot. And Jerry's like, my house burned down, and then it flooded, and then it had termites. I don't want an insurance policy. I'm sure the next time it won't happen. Week one, broken hand. Peter, I don't know if it's unfair to ask. Are they going to go 500 with Cooper Rush and no. stay in this thing? They were horrible before Dak went out. Do you know that C.D. Lamb was targeted 11 times and had two catches? They looked terrible. The last time they scored that few points at home, it was a loss for Chad Hutchinson to A.J. Feely on the wow. Eagles. Hutchinson. 20 years ago. It was a terrible showing, and maybe the good news is that we can talk about the 31 other teams. Jamie Erdahl, your thoughts. Cooper Rush, he's played 10 games. He started a single game over the last five or six years. Like, that's going to be your guy? The, yep. the Cowboys did this two years ago, but it was in the fifth week when Dak Prescott had that horrific injury, and Jerry Jones essentially had to say, like, yeah, we're going to roll out some quarterbacks. You might not have heard of them before, but we're going to deal with it. Now you're just doing it again. The second time in three years the Cowboys have to do this, and now we're starting in week one. Ian Rapport just said more than a month without him, and Cooper Rush Congratulations, you're going to have to do this. But wow, like, is there a guy, (laughs) Jimmy Garoppolo, that you go out and look at? Because all of a sudden, because of what Trey Lance did on Sunday or did not do, because of what is happening in Dallas, there has to be a better option. Because more than a month on your throwing hand is so significant. When Tyron Smith got hurt last month, Jerry Jones said, we'll be fine. We'll see you in January. He's not saying that now when Dak Prescott gets hurt. There is a reason why all of a sudden Jerry Jones is speaking a little less, not not as long on the podium, I would say, Jerry Jones, when his quarterback gets hurt. It all sucks that Dak gets hurt. It does. It does. does. It's all a cartoon. We got a gentleman in a cowboy hat inspecting. Is this real life? This is is week one? (laughs) It is. Is he coming in a horse with some tobacco? (laughs) What is that? We're going to bring Ian Rappaport back in. Ian, let's check in on the reigning defensive player of the year and the latest the T.J. Watt. Yeah, nothing good here either for T.J. Watt and the Pittsburgh Steelers. His defense played really well and now may have lost the defensive player of the year for an extended period of time, potentially this season, but we shall see on that. You saw Watt, pretty indelible image, walking off to the sideline, pointing to his underarm and saying, I tore my pack. And yes, he did, it seems, tear his pec. That is the fear from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Really was the fear immediately. As soon as he walked to the sideline and self-diagnosed it, he's going to have an MRI today just to determine the damage and then facing likely imminent surgery if the MRI confirms his own diagnosis. As for being out for the season, we shall see. He's also J.J. Watt's brother. We've seen J.J. Watt come back an extraordinary short amount of time from very serious injuries. We'll see if perhaps T.J. can get on the same schedule. It is a very long season. This is the earliest you can get an injury. There's plenty of time for that. What we know right now is the Steelers face the possibility of their best defensive player being out an extended period of time. Just brutal. Not what we want to be talking about for two stars in the NFL on Monday after week one. Ian Rappaport all over it. Thank you so much. Time for today's wake-up call presented by Verizon. Lowest team score by a reigning MVP in week one. Mm. Lowest team score. Rodgers made the list not once but twice in the past two seasons. Interesting that he tops that. (laughs) Opportunities were left out there, which causes some level for concern for the Packers after the week one loss. Let's gauge that level. 
Peter? There's concern for sure. That was a one-sided game, and the, to start the season off was bad like that. But I don't have as much concern about the passing offense as I do about the pass protection. And I know this is in the weeds, mm. and this is usually where we bring in Balding or Sean O'Hara to go down. <laughs> but all summer, it's like Bakhtiari, 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 Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari didn't play. Still hurt. Elton Jenkins, he's back. Didn't play. He's hurt. And Rodgers felt it. And it was like, if you're not going to spend on Devontae Adams, and we're banking on, all right, it's going to be two running backs, and we got the tight end, you can't have Rodgers running around like a chicken with his head cut off the entire game. And that's what this was. So uh, the concern is there, but my silver lining is that the NFC was god-awful yesterday. Everyone was terrible. They are good. I know they're good. I know he's the MVP. He didn't light up anyone after the game. Doesn't seem like he's in meltdown mode. And for whatever reason, this is Matt LaFleur in his, his seasons as an NFL head coach. 2022, 2021, that's seven points, three points, three points. Hmm. Odd pattern, but like they usually figure it out. They go 13 and three every year. I'm not freaking out if I'm a Packers fan this morning. Get Bakhtiari and Jenkins back, but please tell me Bakhtiari and Jenkins are coming back mm. because all summer that was a story that Bakhtiari is going to be all world. He didn't play week one. We knew the offense might start slow, but we were expecting this defense to show up and show out, and Kirk Cousins had his way with them yesterday. We watched Justin Jefferson making catches all over the field, over 180 yards receiving and two touchdowns. We talked about Jair Alexander and Eric Stoltz being two, one of the best cornerback duels best. in the NFL, and it just did not show. LaFleur, after the game, talked about their secondary, and he said, hey, we had a ton of blown coverages. We're just cutting Jefferson loose. There's no way we can cut 18 loose, making wide open catches. And you talk about this Packers defense and what they were supposed to be. You look at the Packers defense compared to what the Vikings defense looked like yesterday. Packers, zero takeaways, only one sack. Peter, you just showed how Aaron Rodgers was under pressure the entire game, taking big hits, four sacks and two takeaways for that Vikings defense. Packers well underperformed on the defensive side of the ball where we were expecting that to be a strength for them this year. There's some teams that we're already really worried about. We're worried about the Patriots. We're obviously worried about the Cowboys. We're really worried about the Jets. I'm not there yet. I'm not terribly worried about the Bengals, and I'm not terribly yep. worried about the Packers, some of the stuff that Peter mentioned. However, given the context of what we spent the entire offseason talking about, the Devontae departure, these new guys, can they do it? This is like a pro wrestling thing. This Christian Watson thing is like, this is full Vince McMahon. Are you telling me in the first game after six months of talking, this is going to happen? It was like they were in on it, just to juice the drama. And then afterwards, you get the loaded looks from Rodgers. You get the loaded quotes from Rodgers, which I completely appreciate and understand. But guys, this is it. Are they going to go back to the playoffs? Is that, are we going to look back at that play and make, man, remember when he dropped that one and then he went on to be Offensive Rookie of the Year? Or are those guys not up to the moment and that kid played football at North Dakota State? That was a heavy, heavy moment. Next week is a huge week for Aaron Rodgers. Because even though they did get crushed last year in week one, in week two, it was Devontae, Devontae, Devontae all over the field. Go look it up. He ain't there this year. I think they have the Bears next week. They do. Of which he actually owns them. You can't lose that game, right? Speaking of owning them, it was like so nice last week when Aaron Rodgers gave us that soundbite of him smirking slyly and saying, like, as far as I know, I've always been the king of the NFC North. Right. It's like, okay, if you're going to say that, then <laughs> deliver. I feel right. like you you propped it up for us to be like, wow, look, he's been hiding something from us with these wide receivers. Wow, look what it's going to be like. That's right. And then it wasn't. And that's okay. And to Jason's point, then someone else needs to step up, and it has to be your star power defense. In the last six years at the NFL draft, the Packers have gone five defensive players. The only offensive player they have taken is Jordan Love. And so if you're – and all these guys are still there. 
if this is where you're going to invest, if you're going to choose not to invest in wide receivers in the first round, if you're going to choose to invest in defense, then how do you let in week one, you just had all offseason to prepare for Justin Jefferson. He's not new. He's not freshly spectacular. He is trying <laughs> to <laughs> establish himself as a foregone Hall of Fame conclusion, and he just showed us why in the first week. Justin Jefferson is. And your secondary, just let him do it. I know. It's incredible. And I bet people are screaming right now, why aren't you talking about the Vikings? We should. They are. We yeah. will. Yeah. We yes. will get into it. They crushed him. Head to head, Kirk Cousins has five wins. Aaron Rodgers has four wins. Kirk Cousins, look out. Guys, he's coming. He's coming. Steelers-Bengals was out of control in so many different ways. The reigning AFC champs had a really ugly game and lost at home. Are the Steelers the real deal? And what about T.J. Watt? More after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football. All right, let's go to Charlotte. Browns and Panthers talked about this one a lot. Baker Mayfield going against the Cleveland Browns, number one overall pick, making his debut as a Carolina Panther. Baker Stoneface could not win in the so quote-unquote revenge game, but he did after the 26-24 loss to go to 0-1. Talk about facing his former team. Take away, Baker. It's always good to see familiar faces. Emotional, I wouldn't get too much into that. But just, it was good to see some people. Obviously, disappointing with the way things finished. Would have loved to have the bragging rights against those guys, but we didn't finish, mostly because we didn't start fast. Biggest takeaway from the Browns' win over the Panthers. Did he say you guys tried to make this out to the Super Bowl? Yeah, you yeah, guys, yeah. Us, yeah. Us. yeah. And he reminded yeah. us that the Super Bowl is indeed in February and we are in early September. Yeah. Thank you. 
Baker, you, you sold t-shirts, dude. Like, you were selling and pushing t-shirts with a dog chain and a dog collar and you getting off the leash. We didn't make anything. What are you talking about? That aside, he played great in the second half. Yeah. He gave us the moment. Really ugly early. And then he's doing the running touchdown. He makes the hero play to Robbie. He had it all going on. And he did his job in the second half. Let that be the takeaway here. I know Baker lost and everything, but he was the part for Carolina. He looked like a young star quarterback. But the Browns said, sorry, too bad. We, Jacoby Brissett's a good quarterback in his time, and we got a really good kicker, and we're not here for your theatrics. Uh, I'm going to talk about this later. The Cleveland Browns players have nothing to do with any of the negativity we spent the offseason talking about, and I was impressed and proud of Jacoby Brissett by being like, look, I'm a pro. I don't care about Baker. I don't care about Deshaun Watson. I care about myself, and I'm going to win. And he did. Baker played really well in the second half. The Browns were the better team deserved. Look, uh, Kyle, you're hitting at, at something that it's you know it's a looming. Let's go. Piece of this, that like there's 52 other Browns besides yep. Deshaun Watson. Yep. So on our show, we were, we're dancing around how to handle the Watson thing because we're not sure if he's going to be there. If he is there, how do you handle it? Miles Garrett's a really good player, and Nick Chubb is a great yes. player. And guess what? They've got a really good defensive backfield. And Denzel Ward is one of the best in the game. And Greg Newsom's one of the best young ones. Like I'm going to talk about the Browns in a positive light. I'm sorry, national media. Like this does not def- like immediately reflect how I feel on the Deshaun Watson case for me to say that the Browns have 52 other players on the field Stefanski as a former coach of the year and they're going to be a good team this season Brissett just if he doesn't mess up and can do enough they have enough good players on this team that they're going to be relevant and kudos to the Browns to go in there in a game that everyone in the world was rooting for the Panthers and the Browns players say you know what we're the better team let's go push them around let's go win a game here I won't apologize for saying the Browns Guess what? There's other players at Deshaun Watson. Exactly. And you guys talked about Jacoby Brissett, a guy that's been on multiple teams and is considered a leader. He stepped right into that role, driving down to get into field goal range to win the game. And what's most impressive for me, the running backs. You talk about these guys oh, got awesome. it done all over. Best tandem Chubb in the league. and Kareem Hunt. Best tandem in the they league. Have to be. And they're running left, they're running right. Chubb with a long run down the left sideline. Hey, you know what? Then just hand it off to Kareem Hunt. I'll take it down the right sideline, but I'll just do you one better, and I'll take it in for a touchdown. These guys were so impressive. When we talked about, obviously, we knew Deshaun Watson wasn't going to be out there for the Cleveland Browns, and we've already spent too much time talking about him. Yeah. This team is, they're ready to do something. They have a lot of good players, like you said, and they got it done on the offensive side of the ball enough to win the game. And Miles Garrett, back-to-back sacks. He talked about the Baker Mayfield, them getting back, the relationship, all of that other nonsense, said it wasn't a big deal. After the game, they asked him about some of Baker's antics. He said, Miles, he acknowledges some of Baker Mayfield's stuff in the week leading up had us a bit off the leash was what he said. Yeah. Off the leash that term? in reference to those T-shirts that Kyle started off with. So the Browns, they were ready to go. They heard what Baker was saying, and they walked away with the win. They have some good players. Put Kate York on that list. The Browns tweeted yesterday, and when the kick was up and good, first it was just like a bunch of jibber-jabber, lowercase letters. And then the next tweet yeah. was, all caps, that's why you draft a kicker. Because <laughs> there could have been some shade thrown when the Browns went in the fourth round to get this guy out of LSU. Wow. But this is why. We talk about the Ravens and Justin Tucker and how they can manage offensive drives knowing that Justin Tucker can do some really crazy things from really wild parts of the field. And now we have Cade York. Miles Garrett said, he is a hell of a kicker. Mm. He is going to be special. And then everyone, it felt like they just launched off that sideline to give this young man a hug. 21 and a half years old. Cade so York. young. So oh, young. Just won that game for the Browns. Fantastic. 
the Giants headed down to Nashville. Fourth quarter, Giants down 20 to 13, and Daniel Jones finds Chris Myrick for the one-yard touchdown. Go for two! Dable said we want to be aggressive, and he's living up to it. Daniel Jones shovels it to Saquon Barkley. Whoop! He is in the end zone! Two-point conversion, and he is fired up. He is back. 18 carries, 164 yards, and 30 yards receiving. Randy Bullock on for the Titans for the potential game-winning field goal. But it is wide left. No good. Giants win 21-20. to Brian Dable gets his first win as a Giants head coach. Those FDNY hats looked fantastic yeah, cool. on everybody yesterday, and Brian Dable was so fired up. That scene of him hugging Saquon Barkley was really special. The Giants, could they be special? I think they can. The Giants have lost that exact game that they played yesterday like 10 times in the last few <laughs> yeah. years. The exact game. Dable wasn't going to leave it up for chance, and going for two was symbolic of so much more as a coach and what you're about than just like, here's a gutsy decision, let's get a win. It was like, we're not going to leave anything up to chance. We are going to just do this on our terms. We're going to make it happen. So they get the touchdown here. You're on the road against a team that's been struggling on offense the last few drives. Like, conventional wisdom is take the extra point, take it to overtime. You're coming back from 13 nothing. They run this little shovel pass, and Saquon has to break a couple tackles. Dable, after the game, was dancing to Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. in the locker room. Classic. Getting after it, dancing, having a field day. Like, Everything is feeling right, and and Dable going for two there, I I almost think that was like intentional and deliberate to the fans too. Like, this is gonna be different, and I don't know if they win a Super Bowl here. Honestly, I don't know if this is that team, but they were down 13-0, came all the way back. I couldn't be happier for that guy, but also the New York fans who have a happy moment to wake up to this morning based Mm -hmm. on so many years of losing that exact same game. The exact point you just made, you felt like they've lost that game 10 times. And as I'm watching this game, it gets into the fourth quarter, and Daniel Jones throws an interception. Yep. And for a team that has lost these type of games, your mind starts to wonder, like, oh, here we go, here we go again. Yeah, We're right in it, but we find a way to lose it in the fourth quarter. But the Giants responded. He throws this interception. The defense goes out there and gets off the field on third down. Titans hand it off to the tight end with Derrick Henry in the backfield, but that's for a whole nother discussion. And then they go out there, hand the ball up to Saquon, and Saquon was just doing Saquon things. Takes the ball all the way down the field. Daniel Jones had a fourth and one bootleg where he picks up the first down. They just made the key plays late in the game. Peter, you showed the touchdown pass to Chris Myrick. This Giants team was able to overcome adversity. And for a young team figuring out how to win, those games go a long way when you're used to being on the other side of it. So I was impressed by their ability to withstand and keep it going. Mm-hmm. That was such a beautiful run by Saquon Barkley. It was like a bottle of what everything we've wanted for him in a really challenging last couple of years for him. 164 yards on the ground. That is the most in three years for him. And we have just been waiting. And this just looks spectacular. It looks how he's supposed to be running. He also caught the ball six times for another 30 yards. I mean, this is fantastic. This is exactly what Daniel Jones needed in this situation. He needed somebody to pick him up when things maybe started to weary a little bit. But Saquon, just go, my man. Just go. You know, the Giants were on Kyle's Nobody Loves Us list, and today everybody loves you. Everyone's happy for you. Saquon, just a beautiful runner. Yes. Beautiful man. It's just everything about it is gorgeous. I got the New York Post here, and these these people have, like, made a living just bashing the Giants, and they should (laughs) have. I'm not even going to read the headline because it's a little blue, but it has to do with a certain part of Brian Dable's anatomy being made of steel. And, uh, you know, we talk about culture. We're going to change the culture. 
and we're going to put up a big sign that says grit <laughs> and a big sign that says attitude. It's not about any of that nonsense. You know what it's about? You punch in the touchdown and you go like that. Two. Mm. We're going to two. We're going to it to our best player because if they didn't get that, who cares? You still went for it. Screw it. You went for it and you trusted your guys, yeah. but they did get it. And Peter is so right. 50 games exactly like that exactly they would have like blown it. under Judge, under McAdoo, under Shermer. Not under the uh, Day Balls of Steel, which I just said. That's the headline. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm not going to hold it up to the visual. That's what he says, though. I like it. Amen. Let's go. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. with this Steelers-Bengals game in overtime and what stood out to us the most in this absolute thriller. Things, unforeseen things happen to people <laughs> like Evan McPherson, which never should happen to, yeah. I mean. I still can't believe Fitzpatrick blocked that extra point. Seriously. It, we were saying it doesn't happen. No. And stupid Madden things that doesn't happen. <laughs> Look, there's a million ways to go with this. Obviously, the headline is TJ Watt, and if he is out for the season, that's devastating to what they do. But I'm going to actually zag a little bit. I'm going to go look at Trubisky. We've talked so much about what they need to do. He pretty much did it. Mitch was just fine. He didn't do a terrible interception. He didn't have a huge turnover. He had a couple big throws late. But I do have to just throw this. Let me just sprinkle this out there. Very limited. The offense's player, the defense is playing the game of the century against Joe Burrow, and the, the, the Steelers' offense was just spinning their tires and spinning their tires. You'd like to win that game by three touchdowns if they're going to have five turnovers. Just let me say, if Watt is out, 
and they need more offense. The, the picket thing is just out there. Not now, not now, but it's what we do after week one. This is an amazing catch beyond to Johnson, but Trubisky's going to have to do more as we move forward with the Steelers team, especially with wide out. And if he doesn't, he's going to have to sit. Especially Harris is out too, right? Like if we lose Najee, that's going to be... Oh, it's no big deal. Everyone yeah, says it's no, de- no big yeah, deal. I think it's a big deal. Yeah. I think yeah. it, it, he didn't play barely a game. He's writhing on the ground. Yeah, it, it's not it, encouraging. Yeah. I look at the Bengals side of this. You know, after being sacked 70 times last year, they're like, we're revamping the offensive yeah, line. Yeah. We're getting all our... Four new offensive linemen. And I watched yesterday. It's the same old thing. Mm-hmm. Burrow's yeah. running like a chicken with his head cut off. He's getting sacked everywhere. He got hit 11 times. He got sacked seven times. Burrow didn't look great yesterday. I know he almost pulled a rabbit out of his hat, and that would have been an awesome story and the classic Joe Cool. But, like, when you lose and you're sacked seven times after you spent a billion dollars in the offseason on the offensive line, I don't know. That's worrisome. We could talk T.J. Watt and Najee Harris all day long. To me, I came out of this thing. Bengals were defending AFC champions at home against an arch rival. And they came out slow. They got beat up in the trenches. And at no point in the first half did I feel like they were coming to, to, to actually win this thing, let alone this thing, the AFC. Uh, this offensive line, no excuses anymore. Remember, you are the hunted. You're not the hunters. We can't just look over this and say, woohoo, small market team. Let's just rally around them and let's get the views. Like, right. no, now it's like, no, guys, you're the hunted. You All have to one. go protect Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. All in one. And like you said, the offensive line, Joe Burrow's under pressure. Five turnovers. Somehow, they still found themselves in a position to win the game. Specialists have to be special. That's the way we like to describe them. Clark Harris. Clark Harris. Who the heck is Clark Harris? Well, he's a Rutgers yes, grad. He is. We won't right. get into that. He's been there year 14. Long snapper. Long snapper. Gets injured in the game and isn't able to continue to snap. Mitchell Wilcox, the third string tight end, is forced into long snapping duties. And both these kicks at the end of the game, one snap was slow, the other one was too high. Kick gets blocked, kick wide to the left. Specialists, we have to love them. We have to talk about them. We need our long snappers, our punters, our kickers, because games come down to them, and you need those guys to perform. As ugly of a game as it was for the Cincinnati Bengals, they found a way to win in regulation and then put themselves in position to win the game in overtime. You need the specialist uh, to be special. How hard is it for just the center to do a long snap? Could he not do it? Like, they need to put in this other tight end. Like, why couldn't the center just go, oh, long snap? He doesn't practice. He's always snapping with one hand. It's, it's coming up in the air. Mm. Now, next thing you know, and I saw after the game, Zach Taylor said, Wilcox, he's always working on those snaps. Mm. Those guys don't work on those snaps no. that often. No. When does a long snapper get hurt? You're only in the game, what, eight <laughs> plays a game? You run down on punt. It's true. You block on the field goal. So, no one's going to blame Wilcox. I mean, you get thrown into the fire there right. trying to snap, games on the line, a lot of nerves, a lot of stuff. It's incredible the ripple effect that that can have, though, on the end of the game, but also just those two kicks. But that instance with a long snapper going down, the fact that all those things, adverse things, happened to the Cincinnati Bengals, yet they still force this game into overtime. What does that say about their offense, their productivity, the Steelers allowing that to happen? I know they got the job done, and, you know, when all is said and done, one team is 1-0 and the other one is Mm 0-1. But, man, the fact that you can't close the door, the Steelers, on them, (laughs) it it says something, I think, about the power of the Cincinnati Bengals and the potential that they have. Get off your couch. Hey, we got a couch. Take a leap. You got a couch. (laughs) You can take a seat. We're all settled in. And then you saw this play, this one play on Sunday that just launched launched you full-blown through your ceiling. What was it? I'm going to stay with Steelers-Bengals. Did you see the catch that Deontay Johnson made on the far sideline? Mitch is going to throw one up to him, and Deontay just goes absolutely nuts. Two hands, two feet, 
done. Uh, Jamar Chase made one almost identical earlier in the game that he did not get his second foot on. And then Deontay's like, this is how you do it. Our friend Joey Molinaro said, if Odell Beckham made that catch, it'd be the lead on Good Morning America and taught in history class. It's probably true. <laughs> and the first commenter says, if Mahomes threw it, the story would be about the throw and not the catch. It's absolutely perfect in both regards. Deontay, this game was waiting for someone to make a play. He made it. It got me up off the couch. I love that. I'm sitting on the couch. It was a troubling Sunday for me. First Sunday, no football. I have a fantasy team now. I have friends in the league, so I'm watching. And I ended up going with Michael Thomas in my lineup. Nice. For a lot of the game, yep. zero points. Uh -huh. So I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm Sucks. troubled. And the next thing you know, the fourth hey! And I'm like, my goodness, Michael Thomas is alive. Let's go. Catching touchdown passes. You know why he's catching? them because you can't guard Mike. There's a reason that is his social media handle and he took over in the fourth quarter. Had four huge catches. Two of them were touchdowns to bring his New Orleans Saints back. They were down 16 points in the fourth quarter. So I was up off the couch. I'm yelling and screaming. He put up 20 points for my fantasy team. Michael Thomas, welcome to the team. Absolutely. Thanks. See, you're already invested. I love I'm it. all in. There were so many for me yesterday that it, it felt <laughs> deluded to try to pick one of them. Instead, I'm going to pick the one that maybe sink into my couch nice. further because this is what it means to watch <laughs> football on a Sunday. And it's when a pair of brothers catch touchdowns within minutes of each other for two different teams. St. Brown family, are you, did you have yourself a day? Because first it was Amon Ra, tagging one in for the Detroit Lions against the Eagles. Beautiful, less than three minutes later. Equinemius St. Yep. Brown nice. for the Chicago Bears. He just slices through the 49ers secondary. 18-yard touchdown. Justin Fields finds him, drops it in over the top, and that is an angry throw out of a celebration. What was the St. Brown family doing mm. when these touchdowns? Are they watching Red Zone? Because that's how I saw it. Our friend Scott Hansen, he said, here is Amon Ross St. Brown. And then he's, and three minutes later. And I was like, yes. Like, this is everything that I would have wanted. I wish I had a brother, so that could be me. I just, like, I want to be a part of this family. Then my dad could be Mr. I Universe. Like, oh, my gosh. It's just, it was tremendous. It just settle in. Just settle in, because that's what a beautiful that's the thing. One. Mine is, uh, I'm going down to Alabama, Jamie, where you did plenty of your games for a connection that we knew a lot about last year. But love the play call here. Fourth and seven going up against the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Mike McDaniel says let's go for it. Tua to Waddle and then the amount of, uh, someone on Reddit put this, I don't want to overstate it, but the middle-aged men in the crowd all waddling in sync is the greatest thing in history of Western civilization. <laughs> Who's those guys in the crowd? Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. We don't have the footage of the waddlers, but like all uh -huh. the fans are doing it now too. It is an absurd dance. Tua was happy. <laughs> no bigger critic than Tua than me over the years saying, can he make the big throw when it happened? When they need it, can Tua do it? Fourth and seven, game on the line, Tua hits waddle, and then all the middle-aged men did their waddle, and then we were good. He was at home, he's like, Dad, is this does, does it go like this? I think that's I, it. I, I, McDaniel getting his glasses knocked off by Christian Wilkins after the game on the sideline. Like, and McDaniel got the glasses all wonky. And I'm like, I just no. won. Like, it was an amazing moment for Dolphins fans. It was. And I, I like that you called out those fans in the stands. And I'll tell you why. That Waddle thing was great because we all can do it. <laughs> we can it. all do We just got to go here. And we we're set. There, there's none of this. I can't like, do, no, 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 I can't no, do the Antonio I, Brown. I can't, I can't do, do any the of that. The Waddle, I got you. just some practice. The Waddle, Waddle. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.